Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. The people shall give a joyful shout, a shout of praise, and then the walls will fall down flat. See, it was praise that ultimately brought that wall down. It was praise that released the power of God in that situation. Amen? Amen. Not just a shout, but a joyful shout. Praise God. Praise was in the forefront of Jehoshaphat. When Jehoshaphat met the, the people of Mount Seir and the, people, the, the, the Ammonites and the Moabites, and three armies all coming against him at once, he didn't know what he was going to do. He, he didn't know how to deal with the thing. And, and look at this, saints. Understand something. It says when he talked to God about this, he reminded God, Lord, when we were coming out of Egypt, we could have destroyed these people and you told us not to do it. And we let them go. And now here they are coming to destroy us. And it says, here they are rewarding us by coming to throw out of your possession, to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. The second Chronicles chapter 10, uh, verse 11. Satan wants to steal your inheritance. See, people think, well, the promises of God, you know, what God has for me, uh, Satan can't stop. If you cooperate with him, he can't. Yeah, you, you cooperate with him, he will. And he and look, and he will, he has no prayer. He's a thief. Jesus said he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He will take what God has for you. But you've got to stand up against him. Amen? Amen. In the 12th verse, it says, God says, uh, Jehoshaphat says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Let me teach you an important principle of interpretation. Just because somebody said it in the Bible doesn't make it true. That they said it is true. What they said is not necessarily true. When Jehoshaphat says, we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, that's not true. He's deceived. These people have a covenant with Almighty God. God had already said, I will, I will bless those that bless you and curse those who curse you. I will make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you above and not beneath. I'll make you the lender, not the borrower. Your enemies come against you one way. I'll make them flee seven ways. I will make everything you set your hands to do prosper. You have no power. What do you mean? He's forgotten who he is. He's forgotten his covenant. And Christians do it today. Lord, I, that, that, there's just nothing I can do. Yes, there is. Praise God anyhow. Trust God. Believe God. Count on God. Listen, when, when bad news comes, when something bad happens, like the situation of our own country right now, I am absolutely convinced that America is going to come out of this thing with flying colors. I am absolutely convinced that the Judeo-Christian values of our country will prevail. Why? Because we have God on our side because we're on his side. Nobody will convince me that Marxism and socialism and communism are going to take over this country. Hallelujah. Not on my watch. And I'm not going to God and saying, Lord, we have no power against these Marxists and socialists that are coming against us. No. We're not wimps. We're not wavering. We got plenty of power. And they have none. All they've got is the power of the devil. And, you know, even when they think he's doing something for them, you know, the devil doesn't build anything with any intention but to make it fall in on your head. He is a thief. He is a liar. He is a destroyer. That's all he knows how to do. 
So he'll fool you into thinking you're getting something from him and something's working out. But after a while, he's going to do exactly what he wants to do. He's going to make it fall and collapse right on you and destroy you. That's all he knows. He doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to bless anybody. But praise God. We're, we're the, the Bible says we have a better covenant based on better promises. And you mean to tell me I'm going to whip out on the devil? He better get out of my way. Hallelujah. I know who I am. Praise God. And if we would get this message across to these people in, in, in America that the left are trying to convince that as minorities, somehow they're victims. <laughs> we, we, we can't do anything. It's systemic racism won't let me. Come on. And then go into their churches and the Lord opens doors and no one can close them. Well, which is it? I mean, are you schizophrenic or what? My goodness. I mean, either you believe and trust God or you don't. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, he got this right. He said, we don't know what to do. And that was obvious. He didn't know what to do. And we may be in that position, too. He said, but our eyes are upon you. Amen. He was right about that. You keep your eyes on God. Don't get your eyes on the circumstances. Keep your eyes on God. Amen. Amen. And, and look, how do you do that? Stay in his word. Stay in his word. Praise God. Don't. Don't. Some of you may be, maybe need to hear it. Probably people sitting here don't. But in case anybody else does. Don't look at the Marxist Socialist No Brains channel. Don't look at the Communist News Network. For those of you who don't know, that's MSNBC and CNN. Don't look at these, these alphabet soup things that have become nothing but propaganda for the left. And stay in God's word. And interpret everything in the light of God's word. Amen. Keep your eyes on him. Because God's bigger than the circumstance. He's bigger than the situation. Glory to God. Glory to God. And people say, well, how, how, how can you be so optimistic? How can you be so sure? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 7, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. To him who knocks the door will be opened. In Psalm 2, which again is old covenant. And God's talking to the children of Israel. Now we inherit that. But he said, ask of me and I will give you nations for your inheritance. And the ends of the earth for your possession. And I said, thank you, Lord. I only need one nation. Thank you very much. The United States of America. That's the one I want. I want that one. I'm claiming that one for you. Praise God. And I say, how, how could God ignore that when millions across this country are crying out to him in behalf of America? How could he? He will never ignore that. Amen. Glory to God. I don't care what it looks like, but, uh, but it's bad. Listen, it's not as bad as for us as it's going to get for them if they don't get it together. Amen? And I'm talking about the judgment of Almighty God. I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the judgment of Almighty God. You can't fight God forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Peter verses one, uh, chapter one, verse three to four says his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue says by which he has given us exceeding great and precious promises whereby we are partakers of the divine nature. Listen to that. See, Jehoshaphat didn't have that. We do. We are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. That's your promise. That's God's promise to you personally. 
Glory to God. Get your eyes off the circumstance and put your eyes on him. And that means keep your eyes on his word. Amen. And praise him. Hallelujah. So here's how Joshua ended up. Jehoshaphat that is, ended up. He said, it says, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. I won't get into all of his lineage and all that. It says, and he said, listen, all you of Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but the Lord's. Hallelujah. Listen, when you're standing up for God's righteousness, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Don't get all shook. Don't let anything shake you and make you think, oh, this, it's all over. He said, be not dismayed. That word dismayed means discouraged or disheartened. See, if Satan can get you discouraged and get you disheartened, he can eventually get you to quit. And if he can get you to quit, now he's got you where he wants you. Amen. Now he can run over top of you. No, don't even let that happen. He said, well, Bishop, how can you help not get discouraged? I just told you. I told you this whole sermon. Praise him. You start praising God and listen. Discouragement and disheartening will fly off your shoulders like birds. Amen. It, 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 believe me, you'll, you'll begin to experience the joy of the Lord and you'll have a newfound strength. And say, so well, what if it comes back? Do it again. And do it again and do it again and do it every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Paralyze the enemy in your life. Glory to God. And then he says to Jehoshaphat, go tomorrow, go down against them. And I love that because what it says don't worry about what's happening today. There's a new day coming. There's a tomorrow coming. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. And I know he holds my hand. Amen. 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 He says you will not need to fight. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. God is with you. Don't be, don't be fearful and discouraged. Don't forget that God is with you. You don't even need to pray, Lord, be with me. He already said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All you need to pray is, Lord, manifest yourself in my life. Help me to, to be confident in who I am in you. God is not going anywhere. Hallelujah. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. If he sent Jesus to die for your sins, why in the world would you think he would abandon you in a time of crisis? You may say, well, it feels that way. Forget your feelings. Your feelings don't matter. Oh, that's, that's not nice. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because it'll get you off that little whining stuff that, you know, but if you only understood how I feel, forget how you feel. Remember what God said. We got people committing suicide all over this country right now. Part of it as a result of COVID and other things, a lot of young people committing suicide right now. And you know what we've done? We cater to their feelings. We cater to them. We got a crying room over here. Come on into the crying room. You got a final. You need to cry a while before you take it. We need a safe space for you so you don't get triggered. You know, you don't get offended by anything. You go over to the space, safe space, we'll have some lollipops and some Tootsie Rolls. And you can sit around. I mean, we have, we have infantilized people. We really have. And we have, we, and we have emasculated men. Yes. Try to anyway. Amen? Yeah. I mean, remember, this is the age group of people that stormed the beaches of Normandy made the decision to go into machine gun fire. Many of them lost their lives to defeat the Nazis. 
And, 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 and that age group now is being told, oh, don't worry. We'll take care of everything. You, you, don't, you don't need to take any responsibility. We'll pay your school bills. We, you, don't, you, don't, you, you know, just, just, just go sit right now and just, you know, suck on your thumb. I mean, really. We, we, we've got to stop that. Amen. We, look, the Bible says that we're supposed to be like children in innocence, but like men in faith. Amen. In other words, we are harmless. We don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to harm people. But when it comes to who we are in Christ Jesus, we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Amen. And look, and I'm not picking on people. I'm not trying to, 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 to offend people. I just don't care if they are. Because in some cases, they need to be. How are we going to build a country with a bunch of whips walking around complaining about how bad they've got it? When they've got more in this country than any other people anywhere on the face of the earth. Look, our poor people in America live better than middle class people in most of the world, including Europe. And I'm not caricaturing and I'm not stereotyping. Big screen televisions, Apple cell phones, iPhones, and everything else you can name. You go into the parking lots of some of these poor neighborhoods and there's Cadillacs and Mercedes and everything else you want to find. And then you want to run around and, and complain about how bad it is. Instead of doing something with your life and trying to make a contribution to the communities around you rather than tearing up and ripping up stuff. And I know that's a small minority of people, but the problem is they're given sanction by the left and by others who think somehow, as, the, as, as our present vice president said, they're brilliant. Yeah, brilliant if you if tear it up is brilliant. Jehoshaphat said, bowed his head to the ground, worshiped the Lord, and this Bible says in the 19th verse, the Levites stood up to praise the Lord of Israel with voices loud and high. And then it says in the 21st verse, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the, the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And it says in the 22nd verse, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the Ammonites and the Moabites and the children of Mount Seir. And they turned on each other. And the children of Israel didn't have to fight. They killed each other in the battle. Glory to God, because praise was the weapon of victory that they needed. And once they began to praise, the devil didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, praise confuses him. Look, saints, do you realize, I don't have time to go into it because I'm way over my time, but before he went to the, to, to the Garden of Gethsemane, the word says, the last thing that happened in Matthew 26, it says, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That phrase, sung a hymn, in the Greek, the word hymnio, what it means is not they sung a hymn. It means they were singing praises to the Lord before he went to meet his crucifixion. The last thing he did, the, the week before his crucifixion, praises to God. The night before his crucifixion, Praises to God was the last thing that they did. That praise set the circumstance for God to fulfill his plan and purpose in Christ Jesus' life. It paralyzed the sa uh, Satan's desire to interfere with that. Because, you know, people think, well, the devil, he knows everything. He doesn't know everything. He's not omniscient. Right. Amen. He, he, listen, you shoot your mouth off and tell him everything. 
Now, he'll use it against you. But, 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 but the devil didn't know. The Bible says in, uh, in uh, 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 oh my goodness, where's that tip? But the Bible says that had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, says the princes of this world didn't know. Because if they'd known, they wouldn't have participated. They wouldn't have helped. The devil didn't know. He didn't understand what was going on. But he's looking for a way to mess this up. He's looking for a way to interfere. If he could just get this thing off somehow, then he could destroy this plan of salvation that God has. But praise God, Jesus sang. And, and by the way, the book of Hebrews says in the second chapter that Jesus said, I will sing your praises in the assembly. I believe Jesus was leading that song. He was leading that music. He was leading those hymns. I See, look, I believe Jesus can sing. I can't wait to hear it. Hallelujah. First, first concert in heaven featuring Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Teach it, Lord, teach us. How. Listen, where do you think the angels learned to praise from? Glory to God. Why do you think God made Lucifer before he fell, made him musical? Where did that come from? The music was in God. The music is in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So listen, saints, at this Palm Sunday, when you leave here, Get your praise life up. Remember that praise, look, you, you, you got trouble, praise him. You, you're in a crucible, praise him. You get a bad report from a doctor, praise him. Now look, I'm not saying praise him because of the trouble. I'm saying praise him in spite of the trouble. Praise him as a show of confidence in God. Lord, I know I'm all right because I know you and I know I trust you with my life. And then praise God anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your praise life up and just let, just let the praise rip and watch Satan run. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Just praise him in the morning and praise him in the noonday and praise him in the evening. There's a song that uh, Fred Hammond wrote. He said, I will praise him through the night. I will praise him in the fight. I will praise him forever because I know that he's worthy. Praise him and over the adversary you'll overcome. Come on, stand up on your feet and give, give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I didn't even give you all the name of that, but the name of it is triumphing through praise. Triumphing through praise. You can triumph through praise. Amen? Amen. For those of you watching um, on uh, uh, live stream on Facebook or on our website, uh, thank you all for joining us. If this message has helped you, if maybe you're not saved, we're going to lead you in a confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Or go to our website, thecall.org, and let us know how this has touched your life, okay? Because we want to know that we're making a difference for you. This is not to put on a show. This is, this is to try to get the truth into your life. And for those of you who are here today, join me in making this profession of faith uh, in Jesus Christ. I know, I, I believe that everybody here is saved. Is anybody here not saved? The doors of the church are open. That means you can come up and make that profession publicly today. And we will receive you as a newborn babe in Christ Jesus. But for those of you online, you just go online and tell us that you did that. So let's, let's go to God with this profession of faith. And then we're going to march around the church. We do this every year. Uh, nobody's forced to do it, by the way, but we do it every year. We're going to give out palms and we're going to march around the church sort of to commemorate the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. Amen? Amen. Amen. Repeat after me, and those of you online can join in with us. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. Thank you that he rose 
on the third day with all power in his hands to be my savior, to be my Lord, my king, my high priest, my intercessor. I receive him as my Lord and savior. Help me, Lord, to live for you. I can't do this on my own. Fill me afresh and anew with your Holy Spirit that I might fulfill your plans and purposes for my life. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, what was the song you opened up with this morning? Hosanna. Let's, yeah, let's do Hosanna. That's what they were saying. Hosanna. Blessed is he. Come on up. Uh, ushers with the, with, the, with the palms. Amen. 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 God bless each and every one of you. Father, we dedicate these palms to you as a commemoration of our celebration of the triumphal entry of our Savior into Jerusalem just a week before his crucifixion. Lord, use them as a reminder to us of the awesome price that was paid for our sins and now of the awesome relationship that we have with you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. Praise God. Hosannas. Hosannas. If you all would, just come on up and collect your palms and just follow me. We're just going to walk around. If you got a little march in you, oh, here, yeah, the children, come on. Join in with us. Praise God. Thank you. to you we're going to go this way come on what was going on that day with that crowd following Jesus, praising him as he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Glory to God. For you. Come on, Quincy. Christian. Hey, sweetie. Face the day. Jesus said, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained praise. Hosanna. Hosanna. Who saves us? 
worthy of all our praises. Hosanna, Hosanna. Lord Jesus. <laughs> all right. There you go. They were laying those palms down in front of Jesus. We turn to you. We turn to you.